Oh. You think he led with that? I think he did. Look. One. Oh, he got one, it. He got two. it. He yeah. got drag. All day. All, right. <laughs> All day. Okay, good. Let's drink some cider. All right, you guys ready? Yeah, let's do it. Welcome to another episode of the American Beer Review Podcast. Good times with good friends requires good beer. Lucky for us, we know how to pick all three. We're a group of friends who grew up in the Pacific Northwest, giving us a jump start on our craft beer journey. Join us today while Brian, Alec, and Chad review some beer, talk about beer topics, and whatever else comes up. We invite you to pour yourself a drink and hang out with us. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of American Beer Review Podcast. Uh, today's starter, not a beer, <laughs> starter drink. Uh, we mentioned a couple couple episodes ago, three episodes ago at this point, something like that, uh, is my family's uh, homemade cider. So technically, this is brought to you by uh, Bill Rocco. Mm. Uh, passed away a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. but he is the guy brought it from the East Coast. It's a like hundred and something year old recipe. He was gracious enough to uh, include my dad and then myself in making it. It only took my dad forty five years of knowing the guy before he would let us in on the recipe <laughs> and uh, help us make it. So we've been making this for oh my god over a decade. Uh, just our family has it been that long? Yeah. So the the aroma of this is awakening old memories, memories yeah, well, I, of, of of like blackout periods so i brought it here in a growler uh and when i asked my dad to pour some for me because i knew i was coming here it said i would bring some for our starter i said can you bring me a small jar of <laughs> yes. cider thinking a small mason like one of those like four mason ounce jar, mason jars four ounce mason jar yeah. not even because usually you get it in like a full-size mason jar can you bring me a small jug of or small canister of cider sure and that is what he handed me so uh, and ladies and gentlemen there's a gallon yeah. in a growler yeah. sitting it's on 60, the counter 64 here 64 ounces um i'm probably just taking it back to his house uh after this because i did not need that much cider so uh old school recipe no yeast added um we just a natural fermentation natural off fermentation. that yeast that's on the apple rind yep uh so we just the ingredients go in straight into the barrel uh once they're mixed and then it sits for ideally <clears throat> ideally at least 12 months and this has been in the barrel for two and a half years the so i <clears throat> i snuck a drink already the no, the, the thing this is why it's a problem because it's so good it is so. There's you smell the booze. It smells. But you it don't smells taste like whiskey. It. it smells like whiskey. It but smells, you just yes. get a little. It it's like a. Uh, it's like a cinnamon. It, yeah. It, but it's it's like um. Not the, not that we're doing a review on this, but I got to talk about this. It's not like that fireball fake no. spice, but it's it's like an actual. Oh. I can't put it, but dude, it it's just it's it. This is like an infinitely better version of Fireball. If it, if you had this in a in a like if just blind taste testing, you put it in a twelve ounce can and pour it to me, I'm like, oh, this is a great cider. I would drink it pretty quickly. So, I talk to my wife about this a lot. Like, this is why I don't drink like those. Oh, these taste really great cocktails. Do oh, you know why? Because you're gonna slam it. Because they go down so quick. Yeah, like, this is like this is like a. Washington apples, like where it just takes. There's there's just no booze hit. So yes, there is, is a reason uh, why I poured these into shot glasses. Yes, and not into regular glasses. So this one. Oh, if you poured me a full glass, I'd sit and drink it, and then all of a sudden I'd realize in like forty five minutes that like, oh, I'm stuck on the couch. Yeah, I'm calling an Uber to get home. Yeah, um, because yeah, we measured it, it was, I think sixteen seventeen percent. Uh, Which last time we had measured in the it, grand it, scheme of things isn't a ton. No, but if you're gonna but, kill twelve ounces of it like you would a beer, yeah. Now, now it is a big deal. Yes, Be- because you hear cider, and now with ciders on the shelf, you're used to getting twelve ounces of cider. This right. is a this is like a for a a wine. Yes. Yeah. Needed in a little little glass, roll it around, smell it, and this that that so, is my this is my drink for the next hour. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Two ounces, but right. this is it. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, uh, we've been making it for years. We'll make 
some more of it. Uh, <clears throat> it's a good, I don't know, sipping drink. Yeah, uh, in a shot glass. Um, definitely tell people to pace themselves when they first have it. Because, yes, you could have thrown that entire thing back and refilled it oh, two or three more times without even thinking about it. In, if, if the... If the growler was sitting here and I didn't know if I hadn't had it for years, right. if I hadn't done it, and you poured me this little shot glass, I'd have been like, "All right, well, this guy's Why crazy." And I'm just like, shot glass? "Yeah, like I'm I'm grabbing one of these extra cups. I'm filling it up. Right. Like only now, like I mean, almost to the end of a shot glass, I get a little like almost just a very slight, almost burny in the back. Like uh, yeah, I've back got of my a tongue. little. I'm feeling a little on my tongue now." But it's still just like it's so smooth. But you just, but you just, there's just apple in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's man. Yep. So it's delightfully terrible. Secret family recipe, not my family, but I guess it is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we'll be making some more, and then yeah, the secret really is letting it sit in those barrels for as long as you can resist touching it. Um, just smooths all the flavors together. How? So, oh yeah. Like. Was there any thought process going into it of, you said this one's been there for a couple of years now. You said normally about a year and this one's just been there for a couple of years. Was there any intentionality behind that or just happenstance? Like, um, so we did, we tapped this one at a year, so it hasn't been sitting for two years untapped. Mm-hmm. We've just been getting through it a lot slower, mm-hmm. uh, because we had a bear. So that's why we're doing two barrels next time. So the idea is we have one that we can just rack for that entire time. Uh, and then you don't have to tap it. We just stopped drinking it as much because, uh, well, we stopped living there. Uh, oh. My brother and I stopped living there and this is not something you grab a whole lot of pulls from uh, when you got to drive. <clears throat> but yeah, yes. letting, it, letting it sit, it's just better with age and we've known that. So I'm trying to conserve a little bit of it and then uh, we'll see. Bring it out. Basically just a special occasion drink now versus the first couple times we were so excited that we made it ourselves that it was like every single time people were over you going, hey, hey, we got some cider. And now um, it'd be like holidays or special events. We'll bring out a little bit or a podcast. I'll break out some. Yeah. Um, yeah, we could probably, I mean, you just schedule a couple extra hours for us to just sit and hang out for us to have had more than a shot glass of it. But yeah. I mean, there's the rest of the gallon there. I know. If you want another uh, uh, taster. I I might be tempted to see if uh, Chad's got a, a mason jar around here to take some. But other than that, I do. Uh, that whole... I've, I've, lived, I've lived a little bit, man. I ain't taking that whole growler. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. Is I, mean, I don't think you'll feel too much off of this shot. No. Uh, but when we would according to a glass if you had a 12 ounces of this yes because uh, it's pure there's it's unfiltered it's got mm-hmm. all of the it's not tannins but all of the impurities that make alcohol hurt the next morning are all there uh, you'll feel it in the back of your head before you go to bed even yeah just going there's a chunk of my brain yeah it, it like no it, longer functioning <laughs> that hangover wasn't like oh i'm dehydrated it's just my body is just telling me what did you do last night? <laughs> this is your punishment. You need to be under the sheets all day. Yeah. I hate you. I don't have a life where I can do that anymore. No. No. Which is why you got a shot glass <laughs> instead of a full glass. <laughs> Love it. All right. So it doesn't tie in uh, directly to my beer topic today. It doesn't tie in at all. Uh, I just mentioned and told you guys I would bring it, so I brought it. Uh, but I was going to talk a little bit today and not a super in-depth or heady topic like our last couple have been, uh, but novelty beer gimmicks Mm. uh, that have shown up uh, over the years, um, especially over our beer drinking careers. uh, And they're usually in the more macro space, but the novelty beer gimmicks that have shown up and then, so A, which ones do you remember that were like, hey, that's cool. Why did that go away? And Mm -hmm. then which ones stuck around and became no longer a gimmick and are just part of either the industry or part of the brand mm. now. So the couple that I had uh, just to start it off, so it started as a beer gimmick and now it is on every single craft beer, uh, every single can of beer is the wide mouth can. Mm. So yep. even when we started drinking, dude, that they were all the narrow mouth. right. I've never even paid it that much attention and to so that. Now, 
everything is a wide mouth can. It's even, gone into sodas yeah, and even, everything yeah. else. So the wide mouth can started as a gimmick. Dude, you and now blew it my is, mind. And now it is just industry standard. Anybody who's making uh, cans are all wide mouth. And I think the only reason I've thought of it, and not consciously, obviously, because I just you just blew my mind about it, is that uh, when I pour... I do tip it to the side a bit and not straight on. Right. Because you can get a cleaner, like... Because you let that air in, yeah. Yeah. But the wide mouth is, like, allowing it to happen, which... Leads into... To another gimmick. I know where you're going. Well, so there's two of them, but... So the vented cans... Yes. ...were around for a while that were supposed to do the exact same thing. So those were wide mouth vented cans. So you could pour it... You could pour it the wide way, and that little dimple would let the air in. Or, so you could pour when faster it, when you were or drink it, faster. Yeah, yeah, it had a place to flow air around your lips or something like that. But was it Mil- was it Miller Light that did it? Is that who's the main one was? I don't. I feel remember. like there was a phase where I was going through. Well, Miller did the one where you boom that for was the other one for uh, shotgunning the punch top where you cans. punch top punch Wait. top bent. Oh, oh, that's okay. That's what I'm but thinking I've, of. But so, somebody had like a special right. opening, so vented, like when you cracked it normally. Yes, the vented vent. was like up, had little ribs up, coming yes, off, yeah. of off the sides. The sides. Yeah. Yes, that one. Like, I don't, I don't think it made as much of a difference. There's no way that made any difference when you were no. But the the dimple, like pop the like pop the like little tab. Yep, that's the one I'm thinking of. That you would pop the can and then you took like a key. And yep. you like so back, notched out the other part there. Yeah. So back when we had a website, uh, the captain actually had a whole series on things you could use. Oh, that's to right. Open. And then, oh my god, I forgot. So about many that. things. And then it just slowly went away. Yeah. Not slowly went away. It just it, like it was there for a bit, and then they stopped talking about it. There were some still available, and then they were just gone. To me, that was never to me. There was that was never a shotgunning thing, because you need more airflow. When you're shotgunning, like there has to be a bigger like, because an actual shotgun, you should punch the bottom of a can and then crack the top and the top is really your airflow. So that huge opening. So by just doing a little, a little guy next to the main opening, that's not enough to shotgun. But to me, what it did is it did make it less uh, like gluggy. Right. As you're drinking, because there is that like, but what's the difference? So the wide mouth yes. became industry standard. The punch top disappeared. Disappeared. It's an extra step. It's an extra thing. Yeah. How many people actually did it? Like what the actual like? There's no like. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a flavor changer. It's not a like. Did the wide mouth stay because it was able to be? They could standardize it across everybody. And with craft starting to rise about that time, and people were more apt to crack a beer and pour it into a glass for a craft than just mm. crushing it out of mm. a can like a macro, does that feel like why the wide mouth stuck around because of that? And be, and because it didn't have like something that could specialize to it. I, I feel like having that little bumped ridge for the vent or adding it, that's just an extra piece of tooling than just cutting out a standard a, and I, a now standard just opening and that's it. I think that's probably it. Is because yeah. the top of a soda can is the exact same as the top of a beer can, mm-hmm. whether you're mm-hmm. uh, 16, uh, 12, 12, 24. Yeah, because yeah, they're cause, all the same top. So I, th- I think soda was still 19, at the 14. narrow, even as when the wide mouth yeah. debuted on the beers and then. The and beers took off, and all the soda people went, okay, yeah, cool. We'll, well and I we'll think it just two. became a tooling issue. We're, why are we making two of the exact same thing? Yeah, we're not. Probably we're, the exact same. The narrow cost. one broke one day, and they're like, we're not going to We're just going to replace it, it. No. yeah. We're yeah. Add new equipment. It's all going to be the white. So, uh, I'm waiting. I, I, I'm remembering some of the ones that were on your list. I'm go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, because it was a bit of a disappointment. So the uh, Keystone yes. has done it. Uh and Bush has done it. You have like these like hunting themes. Yes. So Keystone has done it that there is like the camouflage box, and they've yes. done in past times the like hunt for the the orange can. For Keystone, yes. Yes. The last time I saw it, I think it was Keystone that I got, and it's got camouflage on the box. Yes. There was no commentary about the orange can. I haven't seen the orange can in a few years. And the inside is perfectly normal. 
Oh, they didn't even wrap the Kansas last time? Nothing. Oh, now they think about it. It's a perfectly normal can. Yeah, it, it's, it's just a, a box. It's now just a seasonal uh, hunt box now. It's like, I, I, enjoy, I don't know that I ever found an orange can. I have found one. I have one uh, in my, almost as like a trophy in my garage. Did you drink it? No. No. Why would you do that? I'm just, no. Uh, so I never found one, but like, if I open, if I have a, uh, if I'm buying a, a, a case of beer, and it's got like a camo outside. I, I literally, I don't own any camo. I'm not a camo guy. But like, if I got camo on it, I expect that can to be camoed. Mm. I want the, I want the, I want the carryover. Like, I haven't seen them this year. I want to say last year, Bush Light had either a hunting themed or a fishing themed that carried into the cans. Okay. And then Bush, again, novelty, had, was it lasts? Uh, winter season, the bush lattes. <laughs> yeah, I, saw I don't think those. I got one of those either. Well, it was on every can, but yeah, I'm taking like a Midwest theme. Yeah. Uh, well, was it you that got the uh the corn beer? Bush corn. Yes. Yeah. So they still stick with the the themed cans, but nobody in the last again we're going to be proven wrong here in about a second. But yeah, uh, yeah. The, orange can the hunt for the orange can was mm-hmm. like it okay. was just a fun but is where did they not have it the last couple of years because of the ball can shortage and they're like hey we can't do the short run on the orange cans Ooh, maybe i mean but i feel like that was such a good gimmick that they would just pony up and go yeah we're gonna buy enough cans for the next orange cans for the next 10 years so to the, get the minimum the ball deal you had to buy which, which, by the way, they have greatly retracted. Have they? Oh, like, they have walked back large amounts of it to, like, find out, like... Because think about the amount of breweries in the United States. Right. Right? 4,000-something, 6,000, whatever it is. How many can afford a million cans of one skew? Yeah. So, that's... Well, I was I was actually talking to Chad about it today. I bought a beer the other day, and it it wasn't until I picked it up from the bottle shop. It was like my second or third time handling it that all of a sudden I looked at it and I went, "I'm looking at it, and the like top little angled part leading up to the top of the can is a different color scheme than the rest of the can. And they just rewrapped a can. And the more I'm looking at it, like because like I'm holding a can here and they have the standard sticker on just the silver can where right. there's the little gap. This one is perfectly wrapped all the way around, the one that I saw, but the top little angle, you can tell you realize is like, oh, it's like a a major produced can. So they paid them for the million right. of that and then we're like, okay, we only needed like 750. And now we got a bunch of these cans, so let's just like slap or it's like a our, sticker our seasonal it. beer. We're not going to pay for yes, a lot of the seasonal exactly. Yeah. And that's what it was. I think it was like a winter warmer. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I miss. I do miss the hunt for the orange. I like that idea. It was like um, I might go out of my way to like grab that just on the happenstance. I've, I've never, never found an orange can. Um, but yeah, I never got. But I, but I'm not going to buy into these a ton, especially like you said that most of these ideas of the the like gimmicks are macro beers. Like I'm, well, the, I'm not going out of my way to buy a bush light corn. Uh, no. Yeah. No. But okay. So it has been the exclusive space of macros for years because of buying enough cans. Mm-hmm. I think we touched on this last episode with the breweries that are now having to rip custom stickers mm-hmm. for their beers do we start seeing gimmicks like that? I think I said something about like Willy Wonka. Like, like a, do people oh, start yeah. making, oh, hey, look behind the label. See if you got the golden ticket. You win a free beer. Or you win a t-shirt. Or do you, do you start seeing gimmicks like that more at a local level as mark as guerrilla marketing versus on a macro level? Because realistically, I'm not going to go out of my way to go buy go hunt for an orange keystone now so now you, go ahead uh, uh that was like he's saying now he's not going to but he would have oh i was gonna I say so you've got 
the microbrewers, the craft brewers that are wrapping yeah, their own yeah. cans, right? So you're buying, yeah, like the rooftop. So you've got a generic okay well that one's peel away but they make the ones that are the tear away labels right which because some of them like the 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 type of sticker is whether the cane can be recycled or not (coughs) right like you have liquid death over there like that's not a um like that that can is made that way correct like it's all the way black it's all of that but there's some where you look at and they're all the way up to the neck basically right but it is a plastic shrink wrap right that you and if you if it's the stickers well and i don't Honestly, I don't know. Can the stickers be recycled? The shrink wrap cannot. Right. So even if, like, some of them are, are legit, like, hey, we're doing you a solid, here's a tearaway. Right. So you can peel this bad boy off. Um, and some are not. And, like, if I'm trying to be responsible, I got to go grab a razor or something and cut that thing off. So if you had one of the tearaway labels, so if your brewery's already set up for the tearaway labels, right? And Being t- environmentally friendly. Yeah. Right? And, but piggybacking on Chad's idea is... All right, you're going to tear this away because you're being environmentally friendly. Now we're going to incentivize you to be environmentally friendly because a certain number of cans are going to have a gold star or sticker oh, underneath. Like a, like a tootsie roll. And okay. You could go one step further. Yes. You go when you're local, go, yeah, tear it away. If you bring in this can that has the, the gold, sticker on gold it, yeah, yeah. Sticker underneath it or whatever, uh, it's a free beer or you get a growler. A, I would even go just the free beer if you come into our yeah. uh, deal. You put one of those in every single six pack you sell. Because how many people are actually coming in? How many people are actually going to come in? Yeah. Right? I come, come in for come in for a half off growler of, that's, that's of local beer. He started talking. I paused. No, no, no. Sorry. Yeah, no. But like, okay, so you come in, you get a fifty off growler. Yeah, you get to keep the growler now. A piece of my my company's logo is now sitting in your kitchen well and what are the uh, chances? you lost me what are the chances i don't that, need more growlers well there's that but what are the chances whatever it is whether it's a free beer or i got you into my tap room i got you into my tap room what the cha- what are the chances that you were ever going to come in here or as frequently as yes you, and, I, and if you knew mm-hmm. man if i go and buy a six pack of rooftop brewing one of them's got a free beer thing in yeah it. so now every time i buy one of those i can go into the bar Get a free beer. How many more trips are you now making into their establishment where the margins are phenomenally or, better? You're not paying the distribution. And how many packs are you buying to bank free beers to bring all your friends? So, so Matt, like, yeah. So imagine like a Dude, guy. You got to do a one per trip. Come on, man. You're all right. Uh, okay. Anyway, right. cut, <laughs> cut this episode off right now. We need to sell this. Right? Yeah. Don't Box it. Box it. Box it. our new idea. Publish. Call the patent uh, office. But dude, that's because you... Chad, you've been talking about this for a bit, but it didn't click until until Alex said it this time. Is like, that's it. It's that it's that tearaway shrink wrap label with something underneath. Like, I'm not pulling the paper off and doing it, but yeah, man, it's this is like uh, because it's incentivizing like you to get, but it's also incentivizing you mm-hmm. to get it recycle ready. Sorry to talk over the top, no, but that's but, that, what, but that's yes, what it is. Exactly. There's a reason. I don't have a reason to tear it off. I just I 99 of people go, oh, that's just the it's a can. It's a this a funny feeling yeah. can, right? But now if it's like there's specific artwork on there, hey, tear this away, see if you win a prize, right? Look at us, Captain Planet and, and you, is shedding tears of joy. I mean, with what we just unearthed, there are so many in our area. There are so many breweries between um, thirty to forty miles south of us to forty to fifty miles north of us. There are so many breweries, but you've just given me that little extra bump to go visit you of you. Yeah. I will go like I will go to, I will talk my family into like, Hey, I want to go to this brewery because blank, like let's do a day trip. We're going to figure this out. Like I went up not too long ago. Cause it was the um, Washington Brewers Guild is doing their release of these like specialty glasses. It's a three day deal. And there's only so many breweries that have it. And I, intentionally use it as a reason to not go to the one that is actually close to my house that I go to all the time. Right. Because I went, well, this one's a little bit further, but they got the glass and it's a reason to go to that one that I don't get to go to all the time. So yeah, man, I'm in. Yeah. And even the next step now, imagine tap rooms that are filling crawlers. They're just filling crawlers in the back. Bam. You're putting stickers on your take home crawlers. Mm -hmm. So many ideas. Uh, so, uh, so 
piggybacking on it. So those were, in, you guys have any other novelty beer That's... gimmick type things? Uh, the only other one that I did mention, okay. it was like the, uh, turning the mountains blue. So oh, that was started yeah. as a Coors Light gimmick. And now it's, they don't even, I don't even think they put it on the box anymore. It's just, they don't the, advertise it. It's bog standard. And who was I with? It was in a song I was just listening to today where they talk about like, but I was with somebody younger and I'm like, well, you can drink that one because the mountains are blue. And they looked at me like I was <clears throat> younger two heads. of drinking age of drinking age, but, but I had no idea. Unfortunately, you can be 15 years younger than me and still be of drinking. Yes. Age. Yes. Uh, yes. Like, what do you mean? Like the mountains turn blue when it gets cold and they had no idea. What? It's not in the advertising anymore. It's just, yeah, that's not an advertising. It's just part of, part of what happens. Oh my gosh. How right? many times are you going to blow my mind, fam? <laughs> right. God, that okay. hurts my head. I, I do have one more and it's from Coors Light. What? It feels like the, Miller Coors folks are the ones throwing all this shit at the wall to see if it sticks because, yeah. you know, Trying to gain they're number two. Sure, yeah. They're number two. Yep. Uh, Coors Light, they did the, in the summer, it was the 18 rack of bottles, but the cardboard box was lined with a plastic liner, so you could dump yes. ice in it and it was a cooler. Oh. You just ripped the top off the cardboard box and you're ready to go. <laughs> like the cooler case or whatever yes. they called it. But you like had that. an 18 pack of glass bottles now. That okay. you had to deal with. This made me just think of one. Because, yes, the glass bottles, uh, there are some beers that I really like, but they come in glass bottles. And it's a little more frustrating to me as we those aren't recyclable where I live. I have to like Correct. take them specially somewhere. Yes. But it made me think, I almost bought, I tried to find it Bud Heavies years ago that came in a wooden crate. And for some yeah, reason, it was that. just like this old school looking like Budweiser box that I was like, man, why do I want this like right. why box? do I want like, this I box? In it's my like house. a literally wooden crate. Right. And I was just like, God, I kinda want this thing. Uh-huh. And yeah, it's um does anybody else do the the um the color changing, cold color changing on the cans? Like that can't be like a trademarked thing. That can't be like Oh, a, I guarantee they've got a trademark on it. They have that locked down. Nobody else can do it. Uh, yeah, on a beverage can. Yeah, I, I'm sure they totally locked that down. Because who else was thinking about it when they did it? Nobody. And I don't, it just doesn't exist. But they don't do it. So for them, it's a guarantee. It's patented. Whatever trademark. But they. Did, but it's like what you said. They aren't advertising it anymore. No, it's probably patented. So but it's part of their branding. Yes. Even though they're not yeah. mentioning it, because they Coors. I mean Miller Coors. They could put it on. Yeah, like you hear like ads over the radio or like during a sports broadcast. There, it, it's throw. You hear it every once in a while. It's it's just thrown in there. Oh yeah, the mountains are blue. But they don't for put Coors it on Light. like Coors Original. Or... Right, it's not on other things. Yeah, it's just Coors Light. Huh. So, um, we only had a shot glass today. Yes. So I'm kind of out of. Yeah, he's kind of looking drink. parched over there. No. All right, I did bring. A beer to review, and if you've been listening to the podcast, you can probably already guess what it's going to be here. Uh, we thought they went out of stock or extinct. I'm shocked when you told me you, you had one of these. I or some of us just stopped working. It, well, it took me and shopping there. Okay, so it's Trader Joe's uh, Vintage Spice Ale. Comes out every holiday season. Used to sell just gangbusters, cases and cases and cases of it. Let me see if I can not spill all over Chad's carpet as we pop. Oh, muzzle nice. Tops. Pour out. No, that that's not my carpet. That's Odin's carpet. Oh, so <laughs> that, it's already, that, it's that is wrecked. his space. Yeah, it's covered in his hair. So this is the 2022 edition. Uh, we used to drink. Oh my God, bottles of this a piece. Yeah, every year. Yeah, it, come oh, out, it would be like an event. One to two bottles minimum. So we. We've brought this up before in, um, I think I talked about it as being like one of those like subtly craft beers that we didn't realize that we were getting into craft beer with. Um, Because just, you know, you're young, um, even living in the Pacific Northwest, we weren't like going to breweries all the time. We weren't always drinking craft beer, but there were really, but there really weren't breweries to go to. Well, there at at that time, there was still. I mean, but you still have like Georgetown has been around. Mac and Jack's has been around. There's a lot of those like the what they call the legacy. Like we even at that time, it was still. a. But we uh, weren't going to spend the money on it. Well, that's what I'm saying. 
but we found these different times and places and um and one of those was the the Trader Joe's beer that like it initially was like there were years where like we just bought bottles and gave them to each other as Christmas gifts like like I got one you of these. bought me a bottle I bought you a bottle yeah. and then we just like sat around and drank them you know like but it's I mean this is a shockingly dark beer compared to what I feel like I remember. Well, because it changes year to year. Correct. It but like changed year to year. And one of the selling points on it was it's designed to be bottle aged. Mm. So not forever. I mean, like a year, whatever, something like that. At most, the max. But yeah. most beers. Um, I mean, certain it's, ones you do. It's, it's mo- a course. Most of the time they hit the store, they're already aged for you ready to drink. This one is, is like a bottle of wine. It's like, hey, you can... You can drink it now, or it's, it's even better a year from now. Because so they're the corked back, beers. It's corked. So from the back of the bottle, it's ready to enjoy uh, right away. And you may also wish to cellar a few bottles. It'll evolve in interesting, uh, well-developed, more complex flavors as the years go by. So keep it upright in storage. So not like a bottle of wine, but uh, best served slightly chilled. Okay, so maybe let this Was, one um, around. We've had it out. It's been out for a bit. Yeah. Was that was, little... was was that a beer gimmick I just heard? What? Buy one for now, buy a couple for later. Oh yeah. Could be. A little sneaky beer gimmick there. Buy some more. Because I think I had a But it but it worked. It worked on us. Yeah. A three year uh old bottle or something which was ancient that would hold on for that long was like a wedding gift from Chad. <laughs> uh, yeah, held on to like a twenty or two thousand seven. So it's got the description on the back there. It's a dark ale brewed with spices. Um, I think it's a can, Belgian style. Yep, Belgian style right. spice tale comes out once a year. You might have overpoured yourself there, yeah, uh, because that is nine percent ABV. That feels about right. That's not too bad. For the, no, for being a for what it is, yeah. And again, we're sharing. What is it? A it's a it's a seven fifty. Yeah, so it's a bottle okay. of wine. And it did it used to be twenty twos or was it? it I, I, I feel like it was always seven fifties. I think it's always been about this size. Yeah. yeah, just over a pint and a half. Super, basically. super clean smell. Okay. Almost I'm just getting little, a little bit of malt. I was going to say a little malt, maybe a little caramel. Yeah, it's very subtle malt, very thin head. I'm getting a lot of bread, but it's overall, it's a pretty good taste. I think more of the spices will come out if you aged it. Oh, that brings back some memories. Right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. A lot of that malt's going to settle out if you did age it. It almost is. Um, it's very carbonated. Doesn't isn't quite, but like what I'm thinking is more like um champagne. That there yeah, is yeah. like kind of a like a little bit of like a smaller this bubbles. Sounds silly, like a like a like a sparkle to it. Like there's a little bit of that like brightness in just um in just the pop of the flavor of it, or like it kind of like, you can almost feel it kind of crackle on your tongue as it yeah, goes I through. Yeah, I just held some on my tongue and it just, you said it just fizzed very lightly. And I wonder how much is the bottle um, conditioned, like if it's bottle conditioned or like. Right, well, because I don't know if it, the microphones picked it up, but it had a pop mm-hmm. when I pulled mm-hmm. the cork out. I bet there's, there's probably, if you, probe the bottom of it there's probably still a little yeast hanging out there doing, oh, do their, you have, doing their job do, do you have your temperature thing it, it tells me exactly what degree would be best to uh drink it at 53 I degrees i read that yeah like um three minutes ago did you say the degrees yeah god i was reading something or I'm, doing something man, positive, just, yeah. man i've been struggling on that man today <laughs> i feel like that's the same goodness. you finished you, you finished your cider that was your fatal error <laughs> that's probably I'm, it <laughs> Um, yeah, um, one of the things that I feel like we've never really done is pair certain drinks with food. Not usually when it comes to beer. 
Yeah. That seems more like it's a wine or a whiskey type thing where you're pairing them. There are some that like, especially if you're a, um, like a brew pub, well, yeah. they will do that. Like, Hey, here you want fish and chips. Like here's a good Beer pairing. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've never really done that. Cause usually I go in with like, these are the beers I want. And I yeah. And then I'm going to figure out yeah. some food. And I've definitely heard of people who say like, Hey, so this, you can mess it up that it's going to make the food or the beer taste bad. And right. I, I've, I've had that experience before, but this one has it on there too. Especially like you're buying this, like it's a, like a wine, like a, a specialty. We talked about um, other beers in the past being like, hey, this is a, a pre-meal thing or doing it. And this one really kind of states, okay, here's some certain like foods. To pair it with. Yeah, that would really go well or to uh, Hit me be with the comparable deets. to it. Hit me with the deets there. What kind of oh, food does, do they want you to eat with this? Yeah, so uh, grilled salmon. Mm. Oh, this says grilled salmon steaks. I don't know. It's fish. Yeah. Um, curried lamb. Beef. Or, oh God. Tuna a pauvre. They know their clientele at Trader yeah. Joe's. Yeah, this is a beer review podcast, not a food yeah. review podcast, so I have no idea what that means. But, um, but did it just say, but man, some fish, like fish, this, this, lamb, some salmon, beef. To pair it with meat is basically what yes. they're saying. Yes. <laughs> but like, man, some grilled salmon with this. It's starting to get a little hungry over here. So like, it's let's... too late. By the time you hear this, you will not be able to find these for the 2022. Mm-hmm. That's probably, unfortunately, it's probably I, true. I accidentally threw it out that that was going to be the beer review uh, for this week. Mm-hmm. And then had to drive to three different uh, Trader no. Joe's to find nice. it the first two had already sold out for the season. And there yeah, was probably like, okay. Like so, five so or by six thought of being like, left. oh, hey, maybe I'll go grab a bottle of this. There were good four, luck, four left on the shelf in Burien uh, on Wednesday. Oh, I'm not so, driving no. a Burien, man. Yeah, from what I remember, this was always one you had to get before Thanksgiving, usually. Yeah, yeah. and it slowed down in my time there. It slowed down, it wasn't the craze. They used to bring in like cases and cases, yeah, and because there's so much good beer now <laughs> available. Then. Could be well, and Back I think in the maybe day. some of the novelties worn off. I don't yeah. know, have any idea how long they've been doing it. Mm-hmm. We may have stumbled into like the first handful of years where it was a new thing. I think like 08 was the first year. Um, so when I pulled it up on my parents have been cleaning out the garage and there may have been <laughs> bottles, some old bottles from like 08. Still these. corked, still corked. How'd they taste? No, no one was brave enough. What? Oh, you we bring them here. We could have done a side by side comparison. Them? Dude, oh, oh, come uh, on, man! I do remember it got better that first year, that first two. Uh, I bought a case or two one year. There was diminishing returns. There was diminishing returns. I think I had one that was like five years old, and they don't say keep it for five years, uh, and it had turned. I had one that like had a bu- cork go bad, bu- and it could have been a corked bottle. Yeah. But it was almost it's like true. a bubble, bubble gummy. You almost they need. That's why the ones that are really. Um, you get a cage and a Wanting foil, to, a very or, tight foil, or wax. Or if it's, or they're waxing them. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Is like if this were, um, even if it's the pop top, but you're waxing them, that is really kind of establishing yourself as like, hey, we're fancy, but also, like you can let this chill, like you can let it sit for a while, like right. you can let it hang. It's gonna be better at keeping that, like kind of what's in there, right. um, and letting it kind of spend some time and figure it out. Man, I'm. I'm it, all kinds of reminiscent right now, though. Have we talked about the taste? Uh, just I mean, other than a, the, it's the a champagne kind of this, not much. Yeah, champagne, very malty, super dark. Like I've got it between me and the uh, light bulb here in the ceiling. Nothing coming. through. Nothing coming through. Uh, all I see is reflection, but it's not black. But it's a very dark brown. I can tell, like a super dark brown. And I don't know whether it's those bubbles you were talking about, mm-hmm. but it's got like a lingering mouthfeel. Yeah. Like, you know, you just drank. The, um, it'd be kind of interesting to find out more about like what spices and types of things. Cause like, it feels getting, like such a like. I'm getting clove. I'm almost getting like yeah. a banana feel from a half, but this is a, this is a Belgian style ale. Th- so probably depending on the yeast they use, you're yep. probably getting a little bit, um, some esters that are giving you banana and fruity flavors, but. Yeah, it talks about um, some. It says it's coffee colored. 
yeah, very, it really doesn't very give a ton of the details on the log. I, I still just still kind of like think back um, to us at that time. And man, I, in an, in a, a night of hanging out, we would drink a bottle of this and then just random light beer. Like there just wasn't, we didn't have a full, it's not like we did this and then some IPAs and then, right. And it was Keystone light, this Keystone light. And that's why it's such a, like, like stands out as a part of that, um, craft crossover, like that, whatever it happened that we ended up grabbing them, um, and having them and deciding that this is really good. Right. But then it became that switch. It honestly, and I've talked about this before. It, it reminds me of that, um, the foo bar, the random beer at the pit that right. was like that dark ish. And it just became like, um, like I kind of remember my dad was actually getting back into craft beer and he was really into ambers where he talked about it being this like, lower abv beer but still had like tons of flavor yes some rich like flavor and and to me like i'm never going into a brewery and being like oh they got an amber on tap i'm stoked right right. but um but there is that like kind of like richness to the flavor and there is some like stuff to it and how we happen to stumble upon something like this that potentially created that bridge and it's such a weird kind of bridge that like i have a weird uh love of belgians and those types of right. things and not realizing like this is the first time in in that's I, it's probably, probably close to a decade almost since i've probably had one of these and now realizing like is this why i love belgians like right. is this why i've like nostalgia yeah because we i mean we haven't thought about it or talked about these it, at least 10 years certainly yeah. hadn't drank them in yeah. a in a long no. time I think I know how we stumbled on it in the first place. Okay. Uh, it was a three ninety nine nine percent seven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back in those days, and it's still. I think it was only like six bucks. And being a gift. Yeah. That it was like it's fancy enough that you could, and we were basically just trading bottles back and forth. Eventually, yeah. Uh, yeah. But kind of a. <clears throat> but but cool. it is a nice bridge in that we were going with. Super light, super straw, fizzy, mm-hmm. lightly hop beer. Going to this, it's super low hops, if, if at all IDs, that you can. Yeah. But it's I mean, just I'm sure you're, you're getting a little more of that uh, on beer advocate. Yeah, yeah, you're getting a little more malt flavor, mm-hmm. and that helped to propel us to go try. Something with a little bit more. Some like you weren't afraid of dark. Like we were like oh, yeah, right. Yeah. There was that mystery of well, it's dark. What does it taste like? I know what yellow fizzy beer tastes like. What does dark right. beer taste like? Because you saw Alaskan ambers out there. You saw IPAs. You saw yeah. red hooks. Like things that weren't really like we wouldn't consider craft now, but were kind of craft then. Like it's something different than we were. What we were. That you could find in the beer aisle, realistically. Yeah, not at a lot of every times. store, but you're going to somewhere. Because, well, because we were college kids and we were buying beer at Rite Aid. <laughs> right. Which now, if you walk into a Rite Aid now, they there's craft, craft offerings beer, yeah. Yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, so, so like imagine if we were hitting 21 right now. One of us would just be an absolute IPA head. Would have never had yeah. a bush light in their life. <laughs> Alex, there'd be some, <laughs> and there'd be then. Then we'd have the weird guy who only drinks sours. Ooh, that's yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I'd be the weird sour guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got a cucumber sour out in the garage <laughs> that we're gonna have to do a review on. It um, good, actually, that's a fun. That's a fun flashback. It's a fun like. Uh, it's. It makes me wish I. I like I'm gonna like set a reminder for like early next year to just go and grab some. Just I think I I think after doing this, yes, I'm gonna go grab two. I'm gonna if I you and do a proper taste. Yeah. Maybe we do a proper taste test next year. I'd I'd have to find another bottle. Well well next year we'll buy two. 
And then we do gotta, a quick review on one, and then a year later try to remember it. You got, you got some legs in this podcast. <laughs> or hope for some legs that we're going to be around in three years or two well, years. I mean, I, I'm well, sure all of our loyal listeners will stick through <laughs> till the end of the experiment. There you go. Uh, moving on to beer news, I didn't pull any for this week, so but I think we had a couple still on deck. Uh, Thor, I think you've got most of them submitted. Any ones that Thor's, our, Thor's been our beer new guy, news I, guy. I feel like I've been. Slacking. I've had a lot you were of. Supposed to be the beer news guy. <laughs> I know. I, no, you're I be, just, you're the beer list guy. I just earlier talked about like. Well, let's find something to talk about. My my life and and work is not as stressful as it's been yet. I don't feel like I'm doing more to help us out here. <laughs> so you sent in. You well, can pick whichever one you want. Well, we were kind of t- we were kind of. Yeah, Homing in on this one earlier, uh, stuff about beer packaging trends. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of what their industry is looking at now is um, not only, you know, can minimums, mm-hmm. stuff like that, but now people are looking forward to... Putting the beer in the can is like step one. Mm-hmm. Step two is, are you putting it in rings? Or are you putting it now in the plastic, uh, the hard plastic carriers? Pack, right. Which I love. Like I've so like I do and don't all this. I got but, thoughts. But all this beer I've been buying, because if I go see good beer, I gotta buy it now. I'm a fiend again. Welcome you guys, you guys, life. you guys ruined me. I feel I but like, I, but I've got like a, a dozen of them sitting back. in the fridge. And I feel like we've ruined Chad in like... Absolutely. Chad, Chad was like, man, I haven't really drank much lately. And it's like, hey, we're going to do this podcast again. And <laughs> yeah, he's hey like, guys, I've lost 40 pounds in the last six months. Uh, let's start drinking beer again. <laughs> Pack them all back in. Yeah. Turns out drinking less beer has been my key to... But, uh, but being able to rip off off a four-pack, now I've yeah. got a carrier for four beers. I Awesome. I, I brought four randoms today. Because I have a stack of them. I, that's my problem, is that I can't determine. They're recyclable or not. Yes, and yeah. I read somewhere that like some breweries will take them, but I've never seen like a sign that says, hey, bring your pack text here. And they're like multicolored, random types. Like, I don't. I don't milk? need. I don't need as many as I have. Could I keep like a dozen between a six and a four and be legit for just like, hey, I'm going to grab a mixed pack like I've done it before. I'm a mix pack and I'm going to go to a party. I'm going to do these things. I'm going to the lake. I'm going perfect. I don't need a hundred of them, mm-hmm. but I have a stack. I have a huge stack of these and I don't know what to do with them. Can I recycle them? Can I not recycle them? Can, do I throw them away? Do I not like they're recyclable, but does it mean they're made from recyclable stuff or does it mean I can recycle them? Oh, so I almost guarantee that they'll end up in a landfill if you try to recycle them, right? But yeah. recycle them in the, is there a brewery out there that will take them, wash them, and deal? Or are you violating food? I don't know. Trying to do. I mean, can you sterilize them, reuse them? Because that would be the easiest way. But also, some breweries are only using certain colors. Some have their logo printed now on right. top, like they're stickered. Um, the best reuse I've seen is at um, some bottle shops. Where oh, they yep. just basically have a stack of them for the build your own six pack. Yes, so it's like I'm as I'm going for grocery in, stores to get on board with that, like because they want you to bring your own bag in now yeah. up in our area. Oh, well, if I could bring in my own thing, hey, we'll save that for offline. But I got some hey. thoughts on that. <laughs> but they like even there's another bottle shop that I go to, and they just have their own printed cardboard six packs. Yes, and it's like I appreciate that that I can walk in and grab it, but also do you know what happens? I use it to fill that, and then I take it home. And it gets recycled. And I immediately am throwing it out. I'm not using that again. It's at least recyclable. And so that's, I just, I struggle with all that. But. um, You need your own branded Budweiser uh, case. Wooden case. Wooden case that you can take into the store. Actually, you I would, have. You would be using that at a grocery store. Hey, can I build my own six pack in this? <laughs> if, it, if it weren't holding all of my koozies. I have a wooden six-pack holder with a go. bottle opener on the side that I don't even remember how or why I where, have that. You got it, yeah. But it just sits on top of my beer fridge. That feels and holds like a wedding gift. It's it prob- probably. probably, yeah. But like, 
I love it up there, but it's also being almost uh, overshadowed by the giant stack of pack tech. Yeah. So you're talking about packaging in general. Uh, but um, I'd like to circle back around. So a p- part of what they're looking at now for the future oh, yeah. outside of recyclability is CO2. Yes. Al Gore's nemesis, CO2. And, and thank um, you for bringing this up. I got, go but, ahead. But part of what they're looking at is, yes, some of the CO2 in the making of the packaging or the recyclability or the reusability of the packaging. But the other things they're looking at is you, this stuff still has to get from A to B. Mm-hmm. How do you reduce the impact? Um, okay, so we're going not the CO2 in the beer. We're going carbon emissions. Oh, yeah. let, me, let me take the a step C- back. The CO2 first. in getting beer from A to B, how can we more efficiently pack okay. beer into say, a tighter that's, space? That's got to be a billion times worse than the carbonation or the CO2 that goes into the beer. But CO2 in the beer. So let's talk about that for a second because there has been a shortage over the last few years. Right. And there, I, I uh, there's a brewery opening near some friends of mine in Seattle and I didn't know if they knew. And so I sent them a message. Hey, this brewery is opening like blocks away from you guys. And so someone started to look at it and one of them stumbled onto some other news and was like, did you know there's a CO2 shortage? And I was like, yes, yes, I did know this. I, <laughs> I'm a beer nerd. I've been paying attention to it for a while. Um, and so it's it's this thing that has impacted breweries, but not... These are people who drink a lot of craft beer. They live in Seattle. They go to places to do that, and they had no idea. And so it is kind of a fascinating like issue that they've been dealing with. Um, Sierra Nevada has added... Um, I heard it described as like a spaceship bubble to the top of their facility that is basically trying to capture oh, the CO2. CO2. That's what that that's what I was hoping you're going process. towards. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So through the process of brewing, it is capturing like the cast off CO2, CO2 that then they are using to then carb their beers. Huh. So another beer gimmick. Here is this special batch of beer that has only been carbonated with the yeast farts made to make this beer. Do you okay? Let's take this further. Do you see do you see people eventually down the line optimizing their beer recipes to be completely closed? So all the CO two generated from the fermentation of the product goes into the packaging. I think in a way, yes. For wholesale. Because I know of some breweries, I think Iron Horse was one of them that a couple years ago really highlighted the fact of um, what amount of water went into their actual, like, because if if you're just terrible with your, like, effectiveness of brewing and water usage. I've got great data. You're looking at, like, (laughs) six gallons of water. To make, like, a gallon of beer. Yes. And they got down... This was a couple years ago. I feel like they highlighted it, but they got down to like two to one. That's which, uh, that's amazing. Yeah, and it that, was something. It was something where when you really process it as having brewed and and realizing even like, are they are they including like the cleaning of stuff? I think it Cause, was because they have right because like so that's where I can we give, blow I can water. give you an example from yesterday, if you guys like. Yeah. Go for it. So, just water in to make one gallon of beer is one point seven five. That's how much boil loss, oh, yeah. mash loss. If I had to estimate, I spend another ten gallons clean, <laughs> right? But yeah, for one gallon steam of beer, and whatever more efficient ways. Of but cleaning. if they, but, but also if they find a way to, <clears throat> if it's just if you're doing it in a certain space where it's recapturing that water, mm-hmm. and you can. Yeah, that's amazing. That is amazing efficiency. Yeah, it was it was something absurd, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I could. There are certain people, especially in the fact of like, so Aslan out of Bellingham is what's called a B Corp, okay, which is actually really difficult to do, but it's like they're certified organic throughout the entire process. There's, Mm. um, when it comes to breweries, there's only a handful that actually like go through all the steps all the steps to do it um but so they're a certified b corp in that process i could see that either being a part of that at some point or like an offshoot of that is is that water effectiveness like how much water are you using to do this 
and and then eventually like a co2 version like that there is that like how effective are you like the because the b corp is like hey are you being aware of what you're using and then as time goes on we're just realizing more and more like oh we also should watch out for this right or we should watch out for that like i could see that stuff getting kind of wrapped into that eventually and if if the recapture of CO2 from the fermentation becomes so good, do you see all of a sudden a trend in craft beer? All of a sudden find all the various ABVs all of a sudden find like a very narrow band and that becomes mm-hmm. a sweet spot for this is the most optimal ABB for CO2 recapture versus how much like if you go too much above the line then you're yeah. losing if you go too below then you're wasting your time you could but that would be that'd be really interesting if this was an outcome if the co2 recapture well, process so becomes super vital so it's all recapturing uh or the converted sugars right yeah. is what drives yeah, your yeah. abv so if you were looking at that the higher the abv the more co2 is produced right? but what if you didn't need that much to carbonate all the beer Oh, so how much? Are you so taking? we're looking for that balance. Okay, how no, much CO two do you need per gallon of beer to uh, properly carbonate it to the style? Because like carbonation varies on the styles. Yeah, but I think just along the lines of like, uh, there's some people who make beers that aren't super cost effective, but they draw in crowds. You you still will get into that kind of like thing where you're going to make this thing that isn't super cost effective or isn't super co2 effective but you're going to uh you're going to do it because drive traffic and then you can do like carbon credits or yes some, something exactly else exactly in, like so. we have a super low car- low <clears throat> carbon beer Footprint. on this end oh, yeah, yeah 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 that you're balancing it out with that stuff that's what i would see um and i i, I like it i like the idea of it i I would love to, um, I'm, I, one of the things I've struggled with, with brewing even is being like super sciencey minded, like me now looking back, I'm like, man, I should have paid more attention to chemistry, right. or like doing these things and realizing I need that type of stuff. I would love to like dig into it more and to, to pick the brain of someone at, at Sierra Nevada or do those types of things to, to understand it better as not as a sciencey minded person, but as just a regular person to be able to explain like, Hey, here's right. what's going on. And then, you know, can it become the way of like, we've talked about in the past of like a Sam Adams buying a ton of hops to distribute to people. Can, can there be some big players that can help those smaller ones? To f- we'll show you how. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> or do, like, or do the macros all of a sudden become, Hey, we're going to, we've got the ability because we're making the, what 23,000 some pools of beer yeah, a right. year a day we're going to take all that co2 and we're going to resell that co2 to, to other people to, to everybody to everybody yeah. in the beer industry at a super reasonable rate because well they're not going to do that but well if they can make money off transportation cost yeah if i mean they, a super reasonable rate is where oh, i said they're oh, not going to yeah. do that <laughs> yeah because but, they because they're a public company and their yeah. duty is to the shareholders can, they can't they can't they're not a maybe they've set up a, a non profit that distributes the CO2. It's to help money they're making it. on something yeah. they didn't sell before. My guess is you could probably get somebody at Sierra Nevada to talk to you about the process. If you spent Lord knows how many hours and years designing a spaceship bubble yeah. on the top to recoup it, somebody's yeah. probably super excited Someone's about that. Super and pumped very, about it. And very willing to talk, talk <laughs> yeah. to you about uh, all the process <laughs> that went in there. Yeah. All right. Any other beer news you want to cover, Thor? Is that? I I was just gonna say no. the packaging thing earlier. Like, okay. I think we for other than specialty stuff, I think we near the end of glass bottles. I just don't see them continuing as much. There's it's, it's very tough. few that sell their six packs in bottles, mm-hmm. and if you're getting them in bottles, it's like the vintage ale that's in a certain thing. Well, it, I don't I don't see a, a I vintage can... ale transitioning to a nineteen point two can. No. There's certain things that need to be bottled. They need to be that, but it's it's gonna be much more niche, like that they're it just is. fitting into smaller spaces. And honestly, if if I'm looking at two different beers on the shelf, 
that I'm like, mm, do I want to buy this one or do I buy that one? And one is in cans and one's in bottles. I'm, and there's nothing different. I'm gonna buy okay. the cans. Okay, so going to um, novelty beer. Oh uh, yeah. Trends. Yeah. You would never have said that ten years ago. No. You would never have been able to find a craft beer in a can. No. And now it's almost the standard. And we talk about. I mean, we're now down to the recyclability of the label. That's right. on top of it. Yes. Uh, it's a big change. But that took a huge chunk uh, for yeah. the, especially the craft beer industry to come around to on, hey, man, cans are better. Yeah. Hey, aluminum is infinitely recyclable. Uh, and glass is kind of As long of as you don't pain. have a terrible label on it. Right. But glass is a little bit of a pain. But I don't even think that's where, as a beer consumer, I don't think that where that shift started at. It is maybe a little bit now as that's yeah. becoming more uh, top of mind. Um, but- yeah, craft beer gimmicks. Going, yeah. Going to cans, going to those four packs. Putting... Block, blocking out the sun. Right? No, you're totally right because I've been, I, I went through the, I've been going through the archives of the old blog. Mm-hmm. And I found every photo of every review I did. <laughs> like all there's bottles. A, almost 60 photos, all 22s. Yeah. Yeah. That's what craft was. It was a brown bottle because most more than likely two, three years ago, the person making that craft brew was at home home brewing and it like putting stuff in a bottle was the best way to get it out in the world. Right. Yeah. But now the ability to run a crawler, because right now as a home brewer, people are making equipment you can go onto Craigslist and buy equipment to fill a crawler because it's just As like when it's come down be, so much because you just, you just need a co2 gun and fill it up pumping the right amount of co2 put the can on and you're done I don't so know, that's what Alec told me about bottles too and i still don't buy it we yeah but but we but, still can't get that we CO2 have a co2 right. gun it still doesn't we can still kind of figure <laughs> yeah, it out but the funny thing is now as a home brewer there are places you can go and if you want to buy enough you can buy cans yes and you could fill your own cans and put all your home brew into cans Love it. it. It's wild that shift. Um, yeah. I wonder if yeah. some of those. I mean, a little off topic, but I wonder if some of those, like uh, the U Brew uh, stations. There's one they, downtown. Yeah. Well, no, no, we have talked about going there, and then we I, never. I actually, still have never done we've it. Never yeah. done it. We made our own beer, uh, and we plenty it seemed like yeah. we'd be rookies going. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, like a, it's like a step backwards. But now. I wonder if that's something that they have implemented there, and I don't know. Because they've got all the oh, equipment, so you, you, you brew yes, it all here. That's a good point. You can keep it here. Do they have? All right, now it before used to you be leave, in bottles. You get it in bottles. My yeah. friends have done it yeah. at a place in Everett. That's like, here's your bottles of your beer, yeah. and it, now they're like, no. Yeah, and the, because the canning stations have come so, down so much in cost, so they just have it there, and that's part of the services. Now it's in cans. Yeah, that's a great question. Hmm. All right. All right. Uh, well, our glasses, yeah. beers. Wait, give me a second. Ciders. Ciders are empty. Hopefully yours are too. Oh, done. Done. (laughs) We'll see you next time. I ate three and then had a a winter warmer beer and it was just over a thousand calories. Why Little Caesars? Why Little Caesars? So if I'm going to burn calories on a pizza, I'm getting... Something a little bit next level than I, hot I, and ready's. I,